Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I am one of the girls who are oh, Bobby hi welcome it's actually lovely to see you all here Laurie and Nat Pingle um, Angela Barclay good morning it's a lovely sunny day in Sydney and I'm sitting outside because I figured that um, if you came to my house we would all sit on the balcony together and drink cups of tea and hang out so today is a little bit different because Pastor Bobby has some things that she needs to attend to. So um, she has thrown sisterhood to Laura Toggs and I. And so we are excited to invite you a little bit into our world over the next couple of minutes. Have some time together and chat and hang out. Um, I don't know about you, but I love Thursday mornings. They are um, a pretty lovely reprieve in the week where we get to stop and hang out with a couple of girlfriends and share and listen for God and actually just spend some time together. I don't know about you, but it can get pretty frenetic Monday through Friday and Thursday morning is a chance to make yourself a cup of tea, sit down and chat with Bobby and let us steady your heart. But this morning you have me and you have Laura Toggs and we are quite excited about that. So why don't you say hi to each other. Nicola Douglas is here and Sarah Karoya and Taya and it's so fun. And this morning we get to share a little bit about what God has been stirring in our spirit and talk a little bit about the weekend that's coming because it's pretty exciting. And um, just listen for a second. So if you have come to Thursday morning over the last little while, you will know that we all catch up to start with. So say hi to a girlfriend. Um, Bobby always does a little bit of a show and tell of the teacups in her cupboard. And um, I thought that I should maybe show you some of mine. I like this one a lot. This is my favorite. Lauren Douglas actually gave it to me for Christmas one year. And today I have hot Ribena. Um, but like when I looked in my cupboard, I don't have anything lovely like Bobby does to show and tell. I've got a um, Smurf mug. <laughs> And I've got a periodic table of elements or something like that. Lil's is studying chemistry and for some reason her chemistry teacher decided that she would give her that. And so like we have random things. Does anybody else do have random teacups in your cupboard? Okay, so here's the deal for this morning. Um, normally if Bobby is here, maybe some of you are a little bit reluctant to use the chat. You're probably not. But I have noticed that some of the older ladies in our world, you don't actually make yourself known. I like think about my mom and her group of girlfriends like Anne Polly, and you're not very active on the chat. So this morning, I'm going to give you a chance to actually say hi and um, tell us how you're doing and what you're up to. So we're going to play a game of like five questions. OK, so here's what I want to know first. Um, how are you? Good. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Like, how's your week been? Have you had a good week? Thumbs up. Bad week? Thumbs down. And it's okay. You can be honest here. This is a really, really safe space. So, good week or bad week? Yep, our golden girls, Bobby. So, and the Tassie girls. So, if you've had a good week, you can write good. If you've had a bad week, you can write bad. Like, just tell us how you're going. Oh, good. I love that. 
Nicola Douglas is going to have a good week. Laurie Scott is having a good week. This is good to hear. If you're having a bad week, that's okay too. I've talked to a lot of girls and, and this week's been a rough one. You know, we are in the middle of a lot of interesting times in our world. COVID, um, we're not at the end of that at the moment. So we continue to play, especially for places like Brazil that are uh, having rough weeks and the racial tensions in America in our own nation are actually causing us all to take a good hard look at ourselves. I don't know about you, but like um, this week I've done a lot of listening and learning and um, lamenting, which is not a word we use very often, and repenting actually, and um, taking a minute to still my heart and go, God, just teach me, help me, and asking friends to point out blind spots and actually help me with where I find myself. So like these are big weeks we find ourselves in. Okay, the next question. What's your favorite emoji? If you were picking an emoji to spend, Lorena, you've had a half and half week. What would be your favorite emoji? Um, mine is like the little green turtle. I like it so much. <laughs> I think it's useful for everything. Um, you send a turtle when you don't know what's going on. You send a turtle when you're thinking about somebody. I feel like it's just um, useful. So how about you, Sarah Karoya, what's your favorite emoji? What about you, Rose Medwin? How about you? Oh, I like the fire one. Yes, Catherine Ram, good job. Taya, I feel like that emoji that you use there, I see that a lot in text messages. Uh, Alana Shepard, I feel like the red dancing lady, she is useful for everything. Guys, you're doing so good at actually um, telling. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, where do you live? Tell me where you live. You can, not your address, because um, that might be a little bit of a privacy breach, but how about where do you live? Do you live in Sydney? Do you live in Melbourne? Do you live in Bali? Shout out to the Bali and the Perth girls this morning. I can see friends who are from LA. You must be getting ready to make dinner and do those sort of things. Andrea Howie, welcome from Dallas. It's lovely to see you. You are very clever and creative. Um, shout out to the Hobart girls. Kitty Samway says she lives in Paradise, which for those of you who don't know is actually Newcastle. <laughs> and um, they do have very beautiful beaches. Um, Chris Jury lives in the Greater West. Shout out to all the girls there. And Bobby is in the land of Oz, but at the moment is actually in LA. We miss you. I hope that you are getting ready for everything that you have to do today. And we will be praying for you and Pastor Brian as we head into the weekend. Um, okay. How about, um, last one, favorite food? If you were gonna have something right now, would it be sweet or savory? Look, to be honest, if you give me a bowl of hot chips, I would be so very, very happy, but I would be equally as happy with some chocolate, so I can go either way. <laughs> Anyone else? Yep, I see that. Well, we are gonna have a pretty lovely morning together this morning. Um, I think one of my favorite things about sisterhood is when Bobby opens the Bible and she actually just begins to um, point our hearts heavenward again and just remind us that God is in the everyday with us, that actually our normal is the perfect scenario for him to move and work and act. And so um, I just wanted to bring a real fun thought this morning or a simple thought that hopefully will help us all in our week and in your ponderings and musing and in your navigating life. So. Um, I don't know if you've read Psalm 127 verse 2, it says something like this. It says, the Lord grants sleep to those that he loves. And um, to be honest with you, I um, 
I love sleep. I can sleep anywhere. I feel like I have a gift of sleep. I am um, on planes. If I put my head down, I can literally sleep from takeoff to landing. Um, or like, to be honest with you, and I haven't thought of this until just now, but when I went to university, I studied business. And when I was studying, I would do subjects and I would always make sure that I got the very last seat with the wall so that I could put my head on the wall and go to sleep while classes were on, which I know you shouldn't want to do, but like sometimes they were just a little bit boring. And, um, so I would put my head down at the start of a lecture and I could wake up at the end, perfect timing and, um, get on with my day. The truth is, Look, just a qualifier for my mum who's probably listening. I did get a scholarship in some of the subjects that I slept through because I was pretty good at teaching myself subjects. So I, um, I actually won like a $500 prize in one class and I had to go and, and receive it and tell them what I liked most about the class. And it was very, very difficult to not lie because um, I actually maybe hadn't heard that many lectures. However, in um, this recent season, I have quoted that verse quite a number of times to the Lord going, hey, you say that you give sleep to those that you love. And I found it really hard to sleep, Lord, in the night times. There's been times where I've just woken up and I've been a bit restless and um, it's 12 or 1 or 2 and I just find myself awake. And sometimes I think that the Lord wakes us up to actually get us praying. So I've tried to be attentive to that. And when I wake up, I pray. And other times when I just wake up and I just feel a little bit... Um, frustrated on my inside I, I quote that verse at him but um as a result my husband and I've been talking about sleep we've been talking about um why it matters and what it does he's he listens to podcasts all the time so he'll often go for a run and come home and he'll share that he's been listening to his podcast on his run it's been really interesting and so over the weekend one of the podcasts he listened to was about sleep and the guy on it he talked about how um, he's a runner and he said, you think that the one hour of exercise is what matters most, but actually what matters even more is the time outside exercising, like what you do the other 23 hours of the day, which I love incidentally when it comes to us in church, because sometimes I think we think that because we're not meeting together, we don't get that one hour or two hours together a week that we don't know what to do with ourselves. But, but that principle, everything in life actually is us being church and, and is surrendered to God. So that's beautiful. What matters most is what we're doing in our everyday. Um, but he talked about how the most important part of exercise is actually sleep and recovery. And he said, um, sleep actually helps everything. And if you're not getting enough sleep, it actually alters the way that your brain's functioning and your ability to reason. And he said, if you're not getting enough sleep, you make really bad choices when it comes to food. Now, Kylie tomorrow, don't correct me on all this because I know that you're the exercise guru and I'm trying to be smart, but I might not be that smart. But he said, um, it it helps everything. It helps like how full you feel. So like your response to food, it helps with growth hormones and it stimulates them. It actually helps your body to regenerate and it helps with muscle rebuilding. And so this, that sleep is actually an incredible gift. And the more we find out about it, the more we realize what it's able to do. But then he said something amazing. And this is what I actually wanted to talk to you about this morning, because I think it's so exciting. He said, um, sleep helps the gliolymphatic system. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you probably, or if it does, you hats off to you because you're a doctor or something very clever. But it said that this gliolymphatic system, actually, as you sleep, your brain washes out its tissue every single night. So let me say that again. When you deep sleep, you, uh, your brain is getting washed every single night. 
And he said, when you're deep sleeping, your chances of getting Alzheimer's, um, your chances of um, being subject to depression and anxiety or breast cancer or cancer actually begin to reduce if you're tapping into deep sleep. Don't you think that's amazing that God's actually designed our bodies to wash your brain so that it looks after itself and it looks after your body? So that got me thinking, girls, and this is where it gets really fun for us today. Um, if deep sleep washes your brain, what washes your heart? Because I don't know about you, but I have found my heart in the last season being stretched and challenged and beaten up. And I find my heart constantly responding to what I watch on the news or what I hear with people taking a little bit of a, um, yeah, a beating, actually. And so I go, okay, so God, my heart. How do I keep my heart being washed clean like my brain? How do I, how do I make that work? And I was reading in Proverbs 4.23, you know, it's one of Pastor Brian's favorite verses. It's, it's a marker on our church. It says, keep um, diligent watch over your heart because that's where all life starts from. Like your heart is actually the core of how we perceive things and how we function. And it's a thing that stewards and guides us and navigates us. And then in Deuteronomy um, 29 verse 18, God says to Moses when he's about to lead the people, he goes, um, make sure that none of them turn their heart away from me and away from worship, because if they do, they'll find themselves at the root of bitterness. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't want my heart to be bitter. I don't. I don't want my heart not to be pure and beautiful before the Lord. I actually, I want to stay in tune with him and I want to stay soft and malleable. Um, and so I, I think the way that we have to do that is to keep our eyes centered on God. But I think like I'm the worship pastor at Hillsong Church. So this is where my bias comes in, but I think it's a beautiful bias today. I actually think that we need worship more than we can ever begin to imagine to keep our heart on track. Um, in 1 Chronicles 16, and I, I wish I had time to read you the whole lot, but we actually have to get to Laura, but it says this, thank God, call out his name, tell the whole world who he is and what he's done. Sing to him, play songs for him, broadcast all of his wonders far and wide, revel in his holy name. God seekers, that's you and me girls, God seekers, be jubilant, study God and his strength, seek his presence day and night, Remember all the wonders that he's performed and the miracles and judgments that have come out of his mouth. Um, Israel and Jacob, his first choice. He is God. He is our God. And wherever you go, he keeps his commitments across a thousand generations. Um, the same ones that he made to Abraham and Isaac. And then it goes on, it says, sing to God, everyone and everything. Get out his salvation news every day. Publish his glories amongst the godless nations and his wonders to all races and all religions. And why? Because God is great. He is worth worshipping. No God or goddess comes close and all the popular gods are just stuff and nonsense compared to him. Splendor and majesty flow out of him. Joy and strength fill the place. Shout bravo to God, all you people. It be in awe of his glory and in awe of his strength. Lift him high and bring an offering to him. Stand resplendent in his robes of his holiness. God is serious business. Take him seriously. He is putting the earth in place and setting everything right. I, just, I love that thought. I love that um, God's setting everything right. And as we set our eyes on him, as we start to seek him, maybe that's the stuff that actually gets inside our heart and washes us deeply. 
I listened to a guy called John Ortberg and he has the most incredible statement about worship and he says this, I need to worship because without it I can forget that I have a big God beside me and live in fear. I need to worship because without it I can forget his calling and I can begin to live with a spirit of pre-self-occupation. I need to worship because without it I lose a sense of wonder and gratitude and I plod through life with blinders on. And I need worship because my natural tendency is towards self-reliance and stubborn independence. And I don't know about you, but I love that thought this morning that um, maybe we need deep worship. We need time spent with God to wash our hearts clean, just like our brain needs deep sleep. And so like it gets pretty simple in the message in um, Psalm 51. It says, um, wash me clean, God. It's one of my favorites. Soak me in your laundry and I will come out clean. Scrub me and I'll have a snow white life. And then you'll tune me into foot tapping songs and set these once broken bones to dancing. And I hazard to say this morning, girls, that in worship, God sets everything right. As we choose to lift our eyes off our own circumstances, off the world, and we start to focus on him and we take those Chronicles verses and we embed them deep in our heart. We catch this glimpse of God and his whole new way of doing things and we start to see the world his way. We start to see ourselves his way. And um, he begins to reorder everything in our hearts into the right place. You know, I think if we let him, he will deal with the bitterness and the disappointment and the hurt and the brokenness. He'll deal with the anxiety and the stress. He'll deal with our self-preoccupation and our pride. He'll deal with our failings and our insecurities. And he'll actually remind us who he is. And in reminding us of who he is, he reminds us of who we are. Not about what we've done, but about who he calls us to be, that we are his children and we're accepted right from the start. And so I guess this morning, I have real simple encouragement. Like, this is a beautiful thought, but if you leave it as a thought, it doesn't do anything to transform you on the inside. So somewhere today, before you cook dinner or you pick up your husband, before you do college assignments or after you have um, coffee with the Golden Girls or before you pick up your kids from school, why don't you find a moment to actually still your heart and worship God, to find a deep place in worship, to actually Shut your eyes and take all the attention off yourself and shift it onto God and um, find a song because singing is actually the language of heaven. Singing pulls us into God's presence. It actually maybe lets us use old words that somebody else has written to remind us that we actually share a common love for God. And so like I reckon actually right now, if you're a worship girl in the chat, you should tell the girls some of your favorite songs to listen to. So this afternoon, they go and actually put one of those songs on and then just settle. Let God still your heart and let him just love you. So like that's my encouragement today that maybe what deep sleep is to your brain, deep worship is to your heart and we could all do with having our hearts washed and purified and kept in track with God because I think when they're there, he will help us to find solutions and answers to the world that we find ourselves in. And like Bobby always says, we are called to be the change. Like we are those girls who actually um, go about executing justice in our everyday life, attending to the needs of people and um, being salt and light even in our own families. So having said that, girls, guess what? It's really exciting because I feel like Laura Toggs actually lives that message. She is one of our... Um, worshipers in church she leads worship beautifully whenever she leads worship I always say to her Lozzy I feel like you um, know what it looks like to live where God lives and when she 
just um, has this incredible way of pulling Jesus right into the middle of everything. So she's going to come if she accepts my little request and she's going to share with us um, and talk to us. Mozzie, hi! <laughs> Hello! How are you? I saw the request come in and I'm like, oh, she's, she's still speaking about me. Should I wait or should I just... <laughs> I was trying to multitask. Yeah, I like that. You're very good. That was a smooth transition. Go us. <laughs> Look, hopefully we're not going to step it up this morning. <laughs> I know. How has your Thursday morning been? It's been good. Um, Lola woke up at 6.55 this morning. Ooh, I... Is that good or bad? It, I'm, I'm happy. Okay. Yeah. And so I did have that moment where I was like, am I going to try and get her to sleep for like an extra five, 10 minutes or do I just, you know, commit to the day? And yeah. I chose to commit to the day. So you. <laughs> I, yeah. I do love my sleep. I have to say that um, deep sleep is something that I long for. Yeah. At, <laughs> and, and all the mamas I saw in the comments, oh, I love sleep. I miss sleep. <laughs> Yeah. Well, at least now you can tell your husband that it's for your health that you're doing it. <laughs> exactly. I need more. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but we're good. The kids got up to school and Lola is asleep right now. My, my washing machine is having a party over there and I'm having that like, oh my gosh, I hope that the washing machine doesn't wake my baby moment. <laughs> so anyway, but we're good. I love, I love that you've got washing on. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what's Jesus talking to you about at the moment? Also, I'm drinking lemon oh. water right now. Oh, that's lemon. very growing up and healthy. Not hot Ribena? <laughs> no, I'm not having tea, but just I squeeze an entire lemon into water. That sounds very healthy and very good for you. Thank you. Yes, you're a shining example. Do you still have your girls chat where you're all holding each other accountable for eating? Or we has do. that gone by the wayside? Definitely gone quiet. <laughs> like perhaps we are all off the bandwagon. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> Annie Garrett says she's back on, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm and maybe two, Hannah. I'm two days in feeling a little bit moody, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's not good for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what's Jesus been speaking to you about? What are you going to share with the girls this morning? I'm so excited. If I could disappear, I, I would, but I don't think I can. <laughs> no, I um, so I'm going to stay and just listen. Yeah, just listen. I feel like, um, look, I think God's speaking to me about many things. Um, but I was thinking in context to even this weekend for church, like with Heart for the House, and just thinking personally about what I'm grateful for. And I couldn't get away from, like, I'm actually most grateful for friendship. And so I thought this morning, I just felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to speak a little bit on, on friendship. And um, I, here, I found myself in Proverbs 27, um, which I highly recommend. But it says in verse 9, uh, it says, Sweet friendships, refresh the, refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy. For good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrant incense of God's presence. So never give up on a friend or abandon a friend of your father. For in the day of your brokenness, you won't have to run to a relative for help. A friend nearby is better than a relative far away. 
And I think if, um, <clears throat> excuse me, if 2020 is like teaching me anything, um, it's that there is so much beauty and necessity in friendship, um, yeah. whether it's through the pandemic and, you know, being isolated. I know so many of my friends, I'm blessed because I, I know that I've got little people in my world and, uh, you know, I have friends single and like in other parts of the world and it was really tough for them and, and continues to be and loneliness has been a massive thing and I just think that friendship is one of the best of God's inventions like it's so beautiful and when I was a little girl you might remember this cast when I was a little girl um I had a couple of friends that I knew from church and so on but um I really longed for friends for true friends and um, I used to, you know, share about that with my mum and so on. And and then um, this prophet woman, Kathy Leshner, she came. She had a prophetic word over me, and she said um, that friends were going to walk into my life, and they would be true friends. They wouldn't be one way to your face and another way, another way when you turned your back, but they would be lifelong friends, loyal and true. And it was that very next year that I went to high school. On the very first day of high school, I met Lauren Douglas, uh, who is, you know, still to this day, one of, who gave you that mug. Um, I uh, met, you know, friends like, I don't know, you, some of you won't know them, but uh, Natalie Chappell and Danica Heisler and just uh, a bunch of girls who remain best friends to yeah. this day. And, um, and I just think that God, he desires us to have friendships. It was his idea and, and the very basis of our relationship with, with, with God is friendship. And how beautiful is that? And so I just want to encourage you wherever you're at, if you feel like you are lacking in that area or you desire friendships, pray about it. Because I believe that love where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires yeah. of your heart. I just think, I just think that's something that he would love to bless you with. And, and in saying that, I guess I just had a few thoughts from, from this verse on how we can kind of cultivate being the type of friend uh, to others, you know, and I think there's, there's the, there's the side of things where you pray, you believe God and you ask for the desires of your heart. And then there's other, the other side where you, you make the effort and you create room at, at your table. And, um, and so, so, yeah, I love that, um, <laughs> that sweet friendship. Friendship is sweet. I think um, it's, pl it's, it's pleasant um, as opposed to being like a difficult friend, <laughs> or, <laughs> a friend or a complicated friend. Um, I think sweet friendship, it, it doesn't add um, pressure or stress to your life. Um, it's easy. It comes with a sense of ease. Um, sweet friendship, it doesn't come with strings attached. Um, sweet friendship, it's, it's generous, generous in spirit. It's generous in encouragement, generous in time, um, generous in, in lending your ear to listen, like we've been talking about and learning uh, so much about um it's welcoming you know i think friendship should be sweet and then uh i think friendship it refreshes the souls of others refreshes the souls of others it gives strength and and energy um and encouragement and it re um, invigorates and revitalizes and um i think that's the beauty of of of, yeah. of friendship is that you know when you are weary, you, you, you kind of have this um, moment with a friend and it gives you life. And 
you know, I, I've mentioned this before, but I think as opposed to like tiring people, like don't be the type of friend that just exhausts, exhausts people. But I think refresh. I think if we make that our goal in our friendship, there's something so beautiful about that. I love this friendship awakens hearts with joy. Friendship awakens hearts with joy. And um, in Proverbs 17, it says joy, a full heart is like medicine. And I just know for so many people that I'm dealing with at the moment, not dealing with, but just relating with um, friends who are doing it tough, who are, who are hurting, who are going through things. Yeah. And like, I, I want to be the type of friend who brings that joyful heart that's like medicine, that um, soothes an aching soul or um, helps to bring healing. Um, yeah, how beautiful is that? And, um, and joy is just positive, you know, like bringing that, that positivity, um, not negativity, you know, not being like a gossip or, you know, talking about all the things that are horrible in this world, but bringing that positivity, bringing that joy. Um, and letting it overflow from a joyful heart. It's like medicine and it does us very good. Um, and I love this in context of what you were sharing about um, with the deep worship. Um, friendship um, is like anointing oil that invites the presence of God. And how beautiful, you know, like for me, like as a worshiper, I can, I can stand and I can exhort people to worship. Um, exhort means like challenge people into, into action to, to engage in worship. But how amazing that in just being a friend, you invite the presence of God. That you, um, yeah, it's like anointed. Friendship is anointed. Godly friendship is anointed. And in you being a friend and extending your life to another, to being generous, to making a phone call to uh, dropping off a gift to having a coffee to doing something to help a friend out, whatever it may be, that's literally inviting the presence of God uh, here on earth. And I just think how amazing is that? Um, and then friendship, it never abandons. It never abandons, never gives up um, in, uh, in the day of brokenness. And I think, um, you know, Right now, more than ever, I just feel this challenge within myself just to be so emotionally connected to others um, and to be sensitive. And uh, we were having a youth meeting the other day and we're talking about, you know, the, the current plight of humanity, which has been the age old plight of humanity, especially with, um, you know, for our black brothers and sisters and, and so on. And we were just, we were just having a conversation with our youth pastors about that. And Melody, who I saw is on the chat, Melody Wagner, who I love so much, but she just said something that, you know, she said, you know, if someone's going through a difficult time, if someone's going through a time of crisis or, um, you know, something traumatic or whatever, like, what do you do? You don't just, you know, throw advice at them. You don't, you know, like, you know, you don't go, this is what you should do or this is what you shouldn't do or this is how I feel. In that moment, you lean in and you listen and you offer compassion and you empathize. And I just think, you know, right now, like more than ever, I think what we can offer if we, it's, it's just true friendship. There's just beautiful God anointed friendship to take care of those around us who we love our friends and I think we should I just saw someone in the comment section before say look out for the lonely and I think that we should we should look out for the lonely yeah um, think about the people in our world who we can extend 
um, our hearts to and our ears to. And, um, and, and then lastly, I would just say this friendship, it remains close. It remains nearby. And, um, you know, it says in, in Proverbs 18, there is a friend who sticks closer, um, closer than a brother. And I, I just, um, I think now is the time that we don't draw back or we don't retreat. We don't kind of get lost. It's so easy, even for me, like I know in my life, there's a lot going on and I can get caught in my own world, you know, but I think now more than ever, let's draw close, let's draw close to the people in our world. Um, and, and yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful time. It's a, it's, it's a interesting time to be alive and so heartbreaking in, in so many senses. And yet a beautiful opportunity for the church to, to turn up once again. And, um, and I just think that one of the ways that we can do that is through uh, cultivating that true sense of friendship with the people in our world. I love that so much. <laughs> I want to be a better friend. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, when we got married, the, the um, pastor of the church who did our marriage counselling, he said the first thing that you should learn is never to answer feeling with fact. Right. And he said in marriage and he said in any friendship, when somebody feels something deeply like you were saying, it doesn't matter what any of the facts are, um, real love comes alongside and actually empathises and feels with the person. And I feel like that's helped us so much in marriage because like you, you, like even in the little things where I go, I feel like I do all the dishes. And Rich goes, yeah, well, the fact is that I do. And you're like, and he'll go, oh, hun, I'm so sorry you feel like that. And then three hours later, he'll go, oh, you know that, that I actually do a lot. Well, three hours later, I can take the facts. But in the moment, I just needed a friend. Yeah. And I feel like what you're talking about is just so practical and actually just looking out for each other in this season is amazing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I really love it. And God is a really good friend to us. Yes. Really I love is. that your, your mum always says too, like, if you want to have friends, be a friend. And I've yeah. had so many conversations with girls that go, I don't have friends like you have friends. And I'm like, well, the only way to do it is actually to invite people into your, into your space first, like to actually initiate. Yeah. You have to so be what you want, hey? You know, and the other thing that I was going to mention as well is that one of the biggest things for sisterhood is united in friendship and cause. Yeah. And I just, those two things, they go hand in hand. Um, and we can't compromise one at, at, because of the other. You know, it's like, I yeah. think that we can, we can, you know, stand up for what we believe in and stand alongside people. This light is like slowly. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, but I think that, I think that it, I think that it goes hand in hand. Our, like we, we, it's this friendship and cause thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of love that in this season of all being at home and COVID having hit, like it's actually the best time to exercise friendship, to actually FaceTime people and check in on them and like actually go through your contact list and go, who's missing? Because like normally on Sundays, we'd turn up in a building and you'd see who's there and who's not there. But now you just don't know. And I would hate that we would come out of this season having lost people that belong with us. Yeah, like so true. Jesus I always said, I haven't lost any of the ones you gave me. And it makes me think that lots about my friendships. Um, I actually have like grown to be quite comfortable online because I was... I used to like get a little bit nervous, like about FaceTiming or yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know, just weird. Yeah, I don't like it. I didn't like it. Now I really do. 
Yeah, so it's good though because now I I can contact the people in my world and not be so weird about it. <laughs> right. And then just make sure we're all hanging in together because like these seasons have the ability to actually um, mess with you, hey? Like, and stuff goes on. Like I can see Annie Gale in the chat and she's had a really rough season and you're like, okay, let's not let her go missing. Like let's actually pray for her and surround her and love her as a sisterhood and other people that belong with us. Yeah, and don't assume on anybody as well. You know, it's like everybody is responding to you know whatever is going on um in different ways and yeah and so I think that we can't yeah we can't presume on even you know like our strong friends or the people who seem to be okay I think I think everyone deserves well yeah everyone deserves to be checked in on and that's the church hey that's like part of who we are not pastor's responsibility but our responsibility as the people of God yeah. I love it because I feel like I've watched our church morph and change over the last little while. And um, like even when it comes to this weekend, I feel more excited about Heart for the House than I ever have, which I know sounds funny because like normally we talk about like, what we're building and what we're doing. And, but I feel like if ever there was a time that humanity needed like us to be present and prayerful and generous and um, forward thinking, it's probably right now. So true. That I feel exactly the same. I feel so passionate about the church. I believe that the church is the answer and that, that it was God's strategy from the very beginning. And so that's why I feel so, yeah, I feel so passionate about, about this weekend, about our church, about um, I'm so proud of our leaders. I'm so proud of mum and dad. I'm so proud to belong to a community that would step in the gap um, for others um, and yeah, even like I was just like looking at, um, sorry, I'm like just going straight there, but I was just looking Mega. at, you know, key initiatives that we that we get to, you know, um, give to. Um, and I just think about like Vision Rescue and A21 and the Hillsong Africa Foundation. I know mum said we didn't need to get into all of this stuff, but <laughs> that it, as I began to like look at all this stuff, um, I began to just get so stirred in my spirit because, you know, we are able to do so much when we come together and it's, yeah, it's powerful. It is. Um, I love that this is 2020, like, because part of me goes, it's been the strangest year, right? And we're all home and we're not doing anything, but maybe God sent us home to give us 2020 vision to yeah. see what he wants his church to become. And, like, I watched... True confessions, Catherine Thumbrantham, you're going to shoot me. But often I watch what City Care's doing, and I know that it's better than we ever tell the story of. But on Sunday when Catherine and your mum were talking in the video and I actually was watching, like, bags of groceries go out into the community and, like, I was really emotional going, oh, my goodness, we're actually where people need us the most and the church is becoming um, the hope of humanity. Like, we really actually have in our hands and if we can all see it, that we can help bridge the gap between God and the world and where there is pain. And I think there is so much pain that as we come around heart for the house, what we give to is actually the church in action, like at every level in the middle of communities, in buildings, in youth ministries, in the next generation, but in India and in our city and in Africa and where people are crying out for God, I feel like he's able to respond when we choose to be prayerful and generous and realise that together as a community we can impact more. 
Yeah. It's like little loaves and fishes, right? You bring what you can and then you're like, okay, God, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Amen. Beautiful. So I don't know about you, but our family is real prayerful this weekend as we approach Heart for the House. And like, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait as well. My kids, um, my kids like um, have been waiting for their little postcard to arrive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're all talking about it in our home and um, yeah, it's great. Wonderful. I told the Melbourne guys on the weekend, but like um, I can remember Tom, like one of the first times that he kind of realised that he could play a part in Heart for the House and he went, Mum, how do you choose like what you're going to give to God on these weekends? Like, how do you and Dad work it out? So we kind of talked about how um, we go off our separate ways and we both pray and then we come back together and we kind of go, okay, I feel like I've got an amount. This is what I think God's saying. And Rich goes, oh, I, oh, I thought this. Or like one of us always has to go, oh, hold on, that's way more than what I was thinking. Okay, I'll go back and pray again and we'll, we'll see where we land. And so he goes, um, okay, well, I'm going to go into my bedroom. So he went into his room and actually shut the door and he just started praying. And when he came out, I said, did God speak to you? And he goes, yep. I said, what are you going to give? And he, he didn't say. And we had a trip planned and he'd been saving up money for this trip. And like we were actually going to Disneyland, which was a big deal for us and for him. And we'd been saving for a long time. Anyway, Heart for the House comes and he wouldn't let anybody know what he was giving. But when I went into his room, as a sneaky mum does, I noticed that everything had gone out of his piggy bank. And I had that sick feeling in my stomach. I shouldn't confess to this, but I'm like, oh, God, he gave everything. <laughs> and and it was just that feeling. I was so proud of him. And yet I went, oh, that was his spending money. And that was his. Anyway, I went, oh, God, I trust you. Like, it's a good learning for him. And, and we'll work it out. Yeah. Anyway, he gave his money and he came home and he was so excited to be part of what church was doing. But when he went back to church that night, a college student came up to him, didn't have any idea that the only thing he'd been saving for was these little pins that you buy at Disneyland. And she hands him this bag and in it were maybe 200 Disney pins. And he probably could have bought five with the money that he had. And he ends up with like 200 pins and he came home and like, he, he literally went, I never gave God money to get anything back. He goes, but I can't believe that he knows what I love the very most. And as a mom, like I was literally crying in the car on the way home going, God, how do you care about my son so much that you look out for the things that are closest to his heart? And like, mm. I come to this weekend and I don't think that I'm going to give and get, but I do go, God's no man's debtor. And God actually desires for us to play a part in building the church and just loves to remind us of how valuable our contribution is and how beautiful it is to be part of his community. I love it. I can't wait. So I get excited. <laughs> I'm just going to just go ahead and get a tan right now because the sun okay, can you? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, do you think anyway. that maybe you should pay for us and this weekend and all the girls and then we should let everybody get on with their Thursday morning because we could probably sit here and chat forever. <laughs> yes, we could. Sounds amazing. Okay. <laughs> I thank you so much for your girls. I thank you for uh, the the people who have gathered today and who are tuning in. And I just pray that we would be um, just inclined, Lord God, to um, to go deeper in our worship and, and allow that to wash our hearts. Um, and Lord, we just love you. We love to worship you um, because you are beautiful and you are worthy of our worship. And I just pray as well that we would be inspired to um, just cultivate friendship to um to be good friends yeah. to out for those who are um who 
yeah, perhaps are, are doing it tough or lonely or, or just, um, you know, continuing to, to build our friendships and forge those friendships. Um, it's such a reflection of your heart. And so, um, yeah, we invite your presence to infiltrate all of our communities as we extend friendship. In Jesus' name, and everybody. So, oh, and we pray for this weekend. We pray for our, church, our leaders. We pray for Heart for the House. Um, yeah, and that you continue to speak to us, Lord, um, and have your way, have your way. Uh, may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, Sakel, thanks for inviting us into your houses today and for having us at your table or in your car or wherever you are. We really have loved being with you. And next week, Bobby is back. So that will be even more fun. So we'll see you next Thursday morning and um, in church on the weekend. So make sure you're there. Be prayerful about this weekend. Help carry it with us. Deep worship, deep friendship, and see you somewhere out there. Love you all. Thanks, Lawsy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Bye, girls. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.